You're listening to Fit Girl, your guide to getting in shape, the podcast dedicated to helping you separate fact from fiction in fitness. Get professional trainer secrets on training, nutrition, and motivation. Boost your metabolism for permanent weight loss and use food to burn fat while you train your brain for success. Stop struggling and learn what really works to get the body you want and keep it. For more details about this podcast and other episodes, visit fitgirlpodcast.com. This is podcast episode number 248. In this episode, linear cycles for strength, breakfast benefits, priorities, and emotional obstacles. Diving right into the strength section here, um, we're going to talk about linear cycles for strength. Now, that might sound kind of weird, but basically it's just saying how to make your program into pieces that will make you stronger. And when you're stronger, you're going to have more muscle, more muscle increases the metabolism. The higher metabolism is, the more you burn calories without doing anything at all. And of course, that would be the key to maintaining weight loss, permanent weight loss, and keeping your muscle tone without having to kill yourself all the time in the gym. Oftentimes when you're talking about training, you talk about cycles, which would be changing up your program for so many weeks. So for example, one cycle would be two weeks or another cycle could be three weeks uh, staying on the same program so that you can see results before you change it. Periodization is just another way of saying that, breaking down different sections of time in order to have different effects for your workouts. Even if you're trying to lose weight, you still have to mix up your workouts and you still need to have a certain program for a certain period of time. And not always is it going to be higher repetitions, which in our book is 10 repetitions. Sometimes you do have to go very low repetitions, meaning four to six, to increase your strength and break through plateaus. Because if you're not getting stronger, you're not building muscle. Now, you're not building bulk, that's not what we're going for, but that muscle tissue that is in your body is the part that increases your metabolism. And you might not see it directly, or it might just look in the form of your muscle is a little more tight, a little more toned, maybe your clothes fit a little bit better. These are all signs of increased muscle, which is the name of the game for permanent weight loss. So it is important to focus on strength at certain times in your programming. Because just like you might get bored doing the same thing over and over, your body will get bored doing the same thing over and over, and it will come to either expect it or not change or respond to it anymore. And then it's kind of a waste of time if you're not going to be seeing changes. And that's why we always say you need to have a plan when you go into the gym. If you don't have a plan and you're just doing a couple of exercises here or there, you're not really reaching a goal. So in planning your workouts, you definitely need to have them spaced out over a period of several months so that you can know exactly what your goal is each step of the way. So you may start out with two or three weeks for weight loss, and then you may take another two, three, or four weeks for strength, and then you might take another two, three, or four weeks for volume training. There's infinite numbers of ways to mix it up. The main thing is that it is going to be mixed up. And usually you'll stay on the same program anywhere from two to three, maybe four weeks. That means you might hit that same actual workout day three times, maybe four times. But you have to give it enough time so that your body can adapt before you change it. So if you were to do a strength cycle, you'd probably take about 12 weeks 
and break it down. And I want to tell you exactly how to break it down. And I have this in the show notes too, because I know sometimes it's easier to read it than to listen to it. So your first three weeks, your repetitions would be 10 to 12 for the first week, 8 to 10 for the next week, and 6 to 8 for the third week. And this is all on the same exercises. The next week, it's almost like a break. You'd have a little more high volume training. So you'd be going 12 repetitions for all the exercises. Now, this is also where you could either keep with the same exercises throughout the whole 12 weeks, or you could mix it up at this point when you get into that strength area, which is the next phase. So weeks five through seven, you're actually going lower repetitions, or you're actually starting with lower. So this time you're starting with eight to 10, then the next week, six to eight, then four to six. So you're gradually reducing the repetitions because your body should be getting stronger. And less repetitions means you can use more weight. And you should always be challenged by your weight. You don't want to be straining. You don't want to have any forced reps out. You just want to be able to control it and be challenged with the proper form. So after that set of weeks, you would have another high volume training, basically just meaning 12 reps, uh, not going crazy. 20 reps is not going to really help that much. You don't want to go overboard on that. So then you go to your last week of your strength cycle and you're beginning with six to eight reps for the first week, then four to six, then two to four. So you're almost getting close to what your one rep maximum would be. And this is very helpful for the future when determining what weights to use, what weights to start with. You don't actually have to do a one rep max in order to get that actual number. You just have to kind of know a consistent range for your workouts. And then on your 12th week, you would go back to that recovery type training, the 12 reps for the exercises. So again, you can, ha you can actually stay for the same exercises on a 12-week program, or you can even alternate between two types of programs, meaning you might have workout A and workout B. And the first day you do workout A, the second time you do workout B, and you just keep alternating so that your exercises are same within the program, but different from each workout. So that way your body doesn't get bored, you don't get bored. You can also take that whole thing and cut it in half, do it in six weeks. You could maybe do four weeks, but I really think that in order to see the strength changes, you need to at least stick with it for six weeks. So you'd have one of those recovery workouts in between, and then you'd be starting up again because you have to be able to challenge yourself with the heavier weights. Otherwise, you'll never know if you're gaining strength or not. And not always will the strength increase equally through each exercise. You may have, let's say, five exercises in your workout, and the first one, you may not increase in strength. You might even be weaker. The second one, you might be a lot stronger. And then the third one, kind of regular. And fourth one, kind of regular. Maybe the fifth one, all of a sudden, you're stronger because different body parts are going to respond differently. And given what you're doing day to day, certain muscles might not be completely recovered yet either. For example, if you spent your weekend hanging curtains, your shoulders are going to be tired, and so are your triceps. So if you're doing exercises for that, you're not going to be at your strongest. The main thing is don't be discouraged by your weight either not steadily increasing or even kind of going backwards on certain exercises. As long as there's at least one exercise in your program for that day that is progressing, that you are getting stronger. And stronger doesn't necessarily mean heavier weight. It could mean that instead of doing eight repetitions, you were able to do 10. 
that's definitely going to be an increase in the strength too. And going back to why we always keep a log, you're not going to know from week to week to week. And it's going to be a huge difference from when you start to three, four, five weeks later, what weights you're using then. And sometimes that's the only way you can convince yourself that you are getting stronger to look at your original workout and then look at the same workout five, six weeks later and see the drastic difference. And there should be. If there's not, then you might not be eating right to support your workouts. You might be overtired. It might just be a lot of different things. So that is another way to analyze it and look at it and figure out if you're doing the right thing for you. Now remember, strength doesn't necessarily mean bulk. Okay, strength is just lifting more weights, being stronger. The only way you're going to add bulk is if you are doing certain exercises, certain repetition ranges, and eating a certain way. It does not happen by accident, and it is not easy. So if you're a female and you think that you're all of a sudden getting too huge, you might want to check your tape measure and look at your food log because it might be that you are eating a little bit extra. Okay, because usually we don't gain that much size, definitely not in a 12-week period. You will get stronger, you will increase that lean muscle tissue, which might not even be visible to the eye, but that's okay. You'll know by how your metabolism works. So when you think of your workouts in the course of a whole year, well, 12 weeks being three months, that's just one little portion of what you're going to be doing. So you can have strength for one cycle of three months, then you can go into more conditioning, which is a steady repetition range for three months. Then you can maybe even go into those higher cardio type workouts where you don't rest in between sets and you still use a challenging weight, but you move quickly from one exercise to the other. So very quickly, your whole year is almost already laid out for you as far as what your workouts are gonna be. And when you have a plan like this, you actually look forward to it because you know what you're going to be doing, you know what you're looking for, you know the goals, and you know exactly the next step to take when you're done with that. You don't sit there for a couple of weeks floundering around and maybe not even going to the gym because you really don't know what to do. So by planning it all out, you're going to stay on track and get the results you want. Now if you have no idea where to start, I do have some programs on fitnessmakeover.com that can help you with your programming. I do a lot of programs for people because they just don't know or they don't want to think about how to put it together as far as a cycle goes. And we do a program, we do check-ins and all sorts of things. So you'll find information about that on the website and if you want me to design the whole program for you. And this can be helpful if you have certain injuries that you are either doing post-rehab or they're just chronic injuries that bother you, or if you have a schedule that is so tight it's hard to get in a regular program and you want to get the most out of the least amount of time. As long as you have a specific goal, I can definitely design a program to help you get there in the least amount of time. So just check out the website fitnessmakeover.com for more info. In nutrition, breakfast, you've probably heard that it's the most important meal of the day, and it truly is. Now, you may have also heard recently Dr. Oz talking about how it's not that important, and I have to completely disagree, and I'm glad Mark Wahlberg stepped up and said the same thing, that it is important. You do need to have breakfast. This whole fasting and things like that, just not right for your metabolism and for your body. 
And you probably know that already because you've probably tried that and realized that it doesn't work because you end up gaining weight again. You don't keep the weight off. When you have a solid plan with your weight training, exercise, and nutrition, you don't have to really watch what you're eating. You make your healthy choices, your metabolism is doing great because of what you're eating and what you're doing, and it's not an issue. But when you have to start focusing on things and not eating at this time or not eating at that time, then you're going to mess yourself up, and that's not a way to live at all. Now, I know there's a lot of people that don't like to eat first thing in the morning, and that's understandable, but you still need to eat something. It doesn't have to be a big full-on spread of breakfast. It could be just a hard-boiled egg or a protein drink, maybe a piece of fruit or cottage cheese or something, just something in your body to give yourself some fuel because that's what food is. It's just the fuel that runs your body. And just like anything else, if you put garbage in, you're going to feel like garbage. And if you put good things in, you're going to feel better. Not only are you going to feel better, your brain is going to function better. Your metabolism is going to function better. Other parts of your body are going to function better. Now, ideally, if you have time for a decent breakfast, you would have some protein, some carbs, and maybe some vegetables. I know the vegetables are not easy to get into the morning routine, but basically an omelet or a breakfast burrito. But again, something is always going to be better than nothing. And it may kind of be challenging at first to figure out exactly what food you can get in you first thing in the morning, but it's definitely worth the effort because you will see changes in how you think and how you feel, and you're going to definitely see a change in your metabolism. And you know, breakfast is probably the number one way most people screw up their metabolism and basically block themselves from burning fat. And yet it is such an easy fix. Just by that simple addition of some food, you can spark your metabolism, you can start burning fat, or you can keep your body burning fat. Because remember, when your body goes too long without food, then it thinks fat is essential and it tries to hold on to that fat and it burns the muscle. When you burn the muscle, your metabolism goes down because that is your metabolism, your muscle is, and you're defeating the purpose of what you're trying to do. And for those people who get hung up on timing, it's not necessarily when you eat, it's what you eat. So if you're having something that is appropriate and healthy, you're going to be fine. And that's true of late night or early morning or whatever. So get up a couple extra minutes, figure out what you can eat or what you can tolerate or what you enjoy having in the morning, even if it's something that you can take with you and eat on the way to work or maybe first thing when you wake up drink some protein while you're taking the dog out. There's a million different ways to fit it in if you just stop and think about it and plan. Like everything else, you have to have a plan. Every day isn't going to be perfect, but the more days that you stick to your plan, the more likely you are to be successful. I put a couple of links on the blog site to help you out with finding some quick and easy breakfast ideas. These are not anything that I'm affiliated with. They're just sites that I've come across and found some really great ideas and figured that I would share them. So you can check those out there. In motivation, we have a couple of things to talk about. We'll go into greater detail with that in the Strong and Powerful podcast, but we're going to talk about getting your priorities straight and how to uncover emotional obstacles and hopefully get through those emotional obstacles in a healthy way too. 
So we keep talking about having a plan. And what goes right along with the plan is having a priority for that plan. There's different items on your list that might have greater priority than others. And if getting healthy is one of them, then obviously you're going to have working out on certain days and making good food choices, which also means you need to plan ahead so you have the food available to you. So always start with having a plan and make some what we call commitment appointments. And what these are are appointments with yourself where you're making a commitment to do something. And like anything else, if you don't write it down as a specific appointment, it's probably not going to be done. It's amazing how many times we schedule meetings or different appointments and do not blow them off. And yet when it comes to the gym, we'll blow it off. So when you make that appointment time, whether you're working with a trainer or meeting a friend or just saying, you know what, I'm going to just take this time for myself. That's my exercise appointment and it's got to be done just like everything else you do every day, like brushing your teeth, eating breakfast, getting your coffee, anything that you can make a habit. And that habit could be just as simple as putting that in your planner or your phone or wherever you keep your calendar or just staring at it on your calendar. So make those appointment times for yourself because otherwise you won't prioritize yourself and that's the only way to do it and to get results you have to actually commit. Now along with planning this particular appointment for working out you also want to schedule some time to plan and review your workout program or review your week and see what days are going to be realistic for you to get your workout done. And then every time you refer to your plan during the day, it's going to keep you calm and a little more sane because you know that you've got things already figured out with your plan. So each morning, first thing, or maybe as you start to drift off to sleep the night before, set your goal for the day. Whether it's to spend half an hour at the gym or to cook a healthy meal, make sure you begin each day with some sort of goal. It doesn't have to be really big. It could be little things. And then before the beginning of each month and every week too, decide which days you'll work out and what you'll do for that workout. Also pick the days that you're going to shop for your healthy foods. And if you can make all of these things on the same day, that would be great. Not meaning do all that stuff on the same day, but the same day each week so that it becomes again a habit. On Monday, Wednesday, Friday, you do your workouts or maybe Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday or whatever it is. Like anything else, having the same day and time is what keeps you consistent. Now, inevitably, there's going to be some obstacle that you might encounter, such as a school function or an athletic event or the power goes out or a visit from family or something stresses you out. So what do you do about it? Well, you have a plan. You have a backup plan in your head. Okay, if I can't get to the gym, then at least when I get home, I can do some squats, some stuff with the rubber bands, and it might not be my optimal workout, but it is still a good workout. Or you are going to a function and the food is just not what you would normally eat, not healthy at all, so you limit damage by having just small portions. Or maybe you find one or two things that are better bad choices. Either way, if you have it in your head what your alternatives are, then you're that much more likely to succeed. Now, something that goes along with that, because those kind of situations could be stressful, is your emotional obstacles and how to overcome them. Because sometimes stress, well, it just drives us to do things that we wouldn't normally do. And unfortunately, a lot of times that's destructive behavior. 
Now, sadness and anger are two of the most common reasons people overeat. And just putting it in your head that food doesn't solve the problem is one way to help. Reminding yourself that food doesn't solve the problem that only creates a whole new set of issues that actually distract you from what's really troubling you. And this is what's called your comfort zone. Sometimes we're more comfortable dealing with food and dieting and all of that than dealing with the true issues in our lives. So this can become a vicious cycle where your body drives you to overeat. So you enter that familiar area, that comfort zone of tackling eating issues. Meanwhile, you're actually prevented from facing the true issues that are more painful. And when it comes down to it, only you can break the cycle through awareness of the problem. You know, once you're aware of it, that's half the battle. When you're aware of your actions, you can deal with it. At least take steps towards dealing with it. And you might need help of a friend, a therapist, a book, whatever. But recognizing, again, is half the battle. So if you find you're one of those people that do tend to turn to eating when they are stressed or sad or angry, then keep a food log because that can make a big difference knowing that you actually have to write it down. And make some notes when you eat something that you shouldn't have or if you binge or something, make some notes because sometimes just writing it out gets it out of your mind and makes you feel better. I mean, that's why they do use that in a lot of different types of therapies because you need to express how you feel and sometimes it's not so easy. Now, once you review that kind of stuff, if you're writing them down, you'll see that there are certain things that trigger you. And once you know what those triggers are, you'll be able to actually develop some effective strategies to deal with those underlying emotions. And if you're not capable of that, then you can certainly look online for some articles. Uh, you can definitely go see someone that can help you with that. Sometimes it's easier for someone on the outside to look at you and say, oh, I see the problem clearly. Whereas you're in the middle of it, you're in that whole tornado type swirling around, you have no idea what's going on. So sometimes you need that objective person to help point out what you need to do and what's going on. And sometimes those underlying emotions are just so deeply hidden, it may take a little more time than you want to find the right type of help. One thing I can suggest is that if you're feeling like binging or overeating or doing something that you know you shouldn't, stop first and ask yourself, is this going to help? Is it going to help me or is it going to hurt me? Is it something that is going to continue? If you do trigger eating, you'll know what I'm talking about. If you know, if I eat that cake, it's going to trigger me to eat all this other stuff. And how am I going to feel after that? And if you think before you act, you can actually reason with yourself. Basically, if you were talking to your best friend and they wanted to go have a big ice cream blowout, you'd talk them out of it and you'd be able to give them the support they need. So looking into yourself to find some of that support that you need is the only way that you can overcome some of these things. Now, obviously, eliminating certain bad habits and finding out what your triggers are uh, are key to helping you grow also, but this is all discovery. It, you know, we don't come pre-made with knowing everything about ourselves. It takes trial and error, it takes effort, and it's not easy to know yourself. But think about life as being a lot of self-discovery, and each time you learn something, it helps you get to a better place or get to a better consciousness about yourself. So if knowing yourself was easy, then you know what? Nobody would have any problems. So coming back to the beginning, this brings us to planning. 
And having your I am statements written, those are those positive statements that help you be more productive, such as I am in control of my eating habits and saying that every single day to reinforce into your subconscious mind. At the end of the day, just remind yourself that every change you make brings you one step closer to becoming a strong and confident person and getting everything you want. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And for more information, visit fitgirlpodcast.com. Join me next week for more training methods, also breakfast tips, and how to uncover emotional obstacles to take control of your body and life.